What's good, y'all? Welcome back to the Playmakers Corner Podcast. I'm your host for today, Simon Villanos, a.k.a. Coach V. And we got another interview, but unlike the ones we've had in the past with players and whatnot, this one is our newest member on the podcast. And why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, man? Hey, everyone. Uh, my name is Gino, Gino Hill, And, um, yeah, uh, me and Simon met. Um, through work in Colorado Springs. Um, I'm from Aurora, Colorado. I played baseball at Grandview. I didn't play football, but I paid pretty close attention. Just and just have gotten like a good taste of the overall landscape of Colorado high school football, especially in the Centennial League. And uh, yeah, I'm just uh, I'm really excited. It's been it's been really cool. Uh, just kind of getting my feet wet in uh, Colorado high school football. There's a lot to be excited about this year. Oh, yeah, man, there is. And I know, uh, you know, we got some big fans out in the Centennial League. So I think this is going to be a great addition here, man. And, uh, you know, we're happy to have you on. It'll be fun. Yeah, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be great. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to going out and seeing the games uh, in person. And yeah, just everything about the podcast uh, has got me like super excited on the season just because you guys do such a great job putting a spotlight on all sorts of players, teams. Um, and I'm really I'm really happy to be a part of it. Yeah, man. And we're happy to have you. Well, with that being said here, let's go ahead and get into this introduction. So, you know, Gino, we ask every single guest these two questions, whether it's five-star recruits, players, coaches, uh, Gideon as well. You know, make sure you check out his episode that should be dropping uh, at the same time this one will be. But, you know, let's let's start with the first question, right? So let's start with, you know, your athlete days, your athletic days. You know, what was your favorite memory as an athlete? Uh, and this could really be any sport. Like you said, you brought up baseball. I know Gideon's favorite sports memory uh, as an athlete was a baseball one as well. But, you know, what's your favorite sports memory as an athlete? Um, there's a lot of them. Um, I think I'd have to go with, um, for at Grandview for baseball, our first game of the season would be played at Coors Field. And my junior year, we had, uh, we lost a lot of seniors the year before. And we lost my junior year just because we lost a lot of seniors. We were pretty unexperienced. And then coming in the next year, our senior year at Coors Field, um, and coming back, and then uh, we ended up winning that year. So just uh, going out on a high note, uh, just because that Coors Field game is so important to us and it's so much fun. And uh, just being able to play in that environment uh, was really special. Um, there's tons of fans there. And, uh, you know, with baseball, you don't really get a ton of fans there unless it's playoffs or like a rivalry game. So just to experience that was really cool. Yeah, no, for sure. That's really interesting. And that's dope to be playing at Coors Field like that. No, that that sounds big time. So yeah, I definitely awesome. love that. Sorry, what was that? Oh, it was. It, yeah, it, it was really cool. Um, it, it was like the. They, they only filled out, you know, because there's so many seats there. They only, they only did the seats behind home plate, but it was still a couple hundred people there. It was really, it was really dope. I mean, that's never a bad thing, though. I, I definitely get that. Um, and that's interesting that you brought up that memory because uh, Gideon, 
his favorite memory was, you know, a game from his senior year as well. And in that game, he definitely got hit in the head by the pitcher like three times. And, and the up didn't do anything about it. Or at least, well, at the third time he did, but the first two, he definitely didn't. So, yeah, <laughs> but that was his favorite memory. <laughs> I, I just felt like I needed to bring that up. But uh, that's, that's insane. <laughs> it happens, right? I mean, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I I mean, so maybe the pitcher had the yips that day, or maybe Gideon was talking some smack. Who knows? Yeah, I, you know, who knows, who knows, right? But let's, yeah, let's move on here. So, okay, now the second part of this uh, question or these intro questions is, you know, what's your favorite memory as a sports fan? You know, I know, you know, obviously you're from Colorado, but, you know, from personally knowing you, you're a big Wisconsin guy, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Yep. Uh, so that's another thing. My yeah, I'm a big Packer fan, Bucks fan, Brewers, Badgers, all that. And um, probably my like most profound sports memory I have um, was uh, I think it's 2007. It was the Broncos Packers were playing, and the Packers only come here every I think it's every like seven or eight years, and um, it went to overtime. And Brett Favre, the first play of overtime, just hit Greg Jennings for an 80-yard um, deep deep ball and just to win the game, literally on the first play of overtime. And I can just remember just how loud it was. We were at uh, Mile High, so we were the away fans, but it was still so loud. There's so many Packers fans there. Just high-fiving everyone. It was, it was so crazy. Dang, that's a, you know, that's a little bit of a deep dive there, I feel. I feel like everyone else, I guess it's because we live in Colorado and we interview a lot of those guys, but everyone else has very, a lot more recent memories. I like that yeah. though. I, I mean, that's big time though, right? I mean, how many times is that ever going to happen as an away team, you know? Exactly. Um, and it was nuts. You know, I could, it was just the fact that I was there. You know, if I watched it on TV, it'd be a little different. Um, but, you know, because I watched the Bucks win the championship in 2021. That was awesome, especially watching it with my grandpa. You know, we hadn't we had experienced um, a Bucks championship together, so that was pretty cool. But um, just the fact that I was in the stadium when it happened, first play of overtime, Brett Favre's last year on the Packers, yeah, it, it was pretty special. I was glad I was there. It was cool. Oh, yeah. No, you can't go wrong with that. Now, before we move on here, I do got to ask you, man, how do you feel about Aaron Rodgers, and how do you feel about Jordan Love going into this next season? Hey, hey man, uh, J-Love was drafted where he was for a reason. It was horrible timing, uh, uh, but I I'm, so I'm super excited with how young the Packers team is. We haven't really experienced anything like this in a long time. Like I think the, our oldest receiver is only 24. So, I mean, just the just the growth that's gonna happen. I'm not. I'm not, I'm expecting like five or six wins, to be honest. But it'll still be okay. fun. And then, as far as Rodgers goes, um, I just, I saw he just took a huge pay cut with the Jets. That was kind of a dagger, but um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it is what it is, man. I, I, I Rodgers is still my favorite player of all time. Too many good memories watching him play to have uh, too much hate for him, you know. At least we got the one Super Bowl. Yeah, no, that's true. It's a Super Bowl, so 
I yeah, got you. Yeah. I got you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, and yeah, I mean, you made the playoffs a ton too, so it could be worse. You know, you could be the Broncos, so it could be um, a lot worse. Yeah, <laughs> so there you go. There, that might not be a popular comment, but who cares? Let's go ahead and get <laughs> to the rest of this thing here, man. That's All right, so this will be your first season with us, so let's. Uh, I, I let me kind of frame it here before. We get started. It will be your first season with us. As of right now, you are kind of based in the Springs, but you'll be going up to Aurora, you know, uh, a lot because I know you have some family there. So we'll we'll be using you a lot here. I would imagine for the 5A, 4A level and covering a lot of teams between the Springs and Denver, you know, just depending on the week, right? And obviously we'll work with you on that, but you already knew that. I'm just, you know, speaking to the fans about all of that. So. Yeah, you'll be able to cover some big-time teams here. And, you know, how we got Colorado split up here. Gideon, he has the North. Cody, he's kind of that Denver metro area guy um, <clears throat> to, you know, northern Colorado. So it's definitely going to help him a lot having you uh, go up to games there as well. And then I got mostly southern stuff, uh, stuff here, but obviously it's going to help us out a lot having you here as well. So definitely excited to have you here on the team here. Um, let's kind of just hop into this thing, man. So by now, by the time this episode drops here, which should be August 25th, which is week one, week zero would have happened already. So there you go there. But our power rankings as a podcast would have already dropped and there's four of us here. So it's myself, Cody, Gideon, and you, Gino. So there's that. And basically... We each have our individual rankings, and then we average it out from there. And so where some teams may lie really depends on where the four of us put them there. So that's kind of how this thing's going to work. And on Gideon's episode where we interviewed him, he kind of gave us a look into his power rankings. On this episode, Gina, we're going to talk about your power rankings and just kind of see where your mindset is uh, going into the regular season here and whatnot does that sound good yeah sounds great let's get into it yeah so let's go ahead and start on the 5a level i think that'll be the most fun one here uh, i'm just going to go ahead and list off your team so right here at number one and by the way preseason rankings so just keep that in mind listeners but at number one we have cherry creek number two is ralston valley three is valor four combine five pine creek six fountain four carson Seven is Legacy, eight Mountain Vista, nine Legend, and then 10 we have Chatty Chatfield right there to round out this top 10 here. Uh, let's go ahead and start at the top here. Let's talk about Cherry Creek Valor. So I think last year was the third or fifth time in a row they met in the state championship. And it was also like the third or fourth time that Cherry Creek won a state championship. Uh, you know, I, I just want to ask, you know, how come you have Cherry Creek here? Obviously, we know about their success, but you know, what's your reason for putting Cherry Creek at one here? And then you can talk about Valor here later uh, at three currently. Yeah, so um, Creek, yeah, it, I mean, it really just boils down to sustained success. Like you said, multiple consecutive state championship appearances in a row, wins, like they... They have coach, they have the recruit, like players coming in every single year. They got guys to replace the guys that graduate. 
yeah, you're you're always gonna see Cherry Creek up there. And then as far as as far as Valor goes, I you know, I put them at three and you know, they they easily could be two. But personally, I just I like Roston Valley a ton. But yeah, it's it, when it comes down to three or two, you can really you can really swap them. But I, I think Cherry Creek is a firm one. They have a lot of guys returning on defense, and this is like as far as like talent goes, I think Creek is really the cream of the crop. Yeah, for sure. I mean, until they get beat in state, right, which is the important thing, not just in the regular season. Until they get beat, you know, they're kind of undisputed, right? That's yeah, that's exactly the way I see it. Um, it would be, it would be like I, I don't feel right putting anyone else at one until like someone could dethrone them. But like I said, I, I think Roston Valley has a very, very nice shot to do that this year. I, I do think so. Fair enough. Well, let's talk about Roston here a little bit. You know, what was the thing about Roston that really kind of put you over the edge obviously last season they did lose to Valor in the semis in a crazy double overtime game yes um, yes which you know I think obviously factors into this but you know wh- why do you got Ralston here just edged over uh Valor Christian and, you know that might it, you know it, it might look strange because two of their losses were to Valor so you could you could you could you know look at that but I don't know the way I see it Logan Madden returning uh you know he for first team uh so when i like when i say first team all state i'm really just talking about like chassa by the way yes yeah so yeah logan logan madden first team first team all state is a junior he's gonna he's, he has a whole off season to get ready for this year i'm really excited for that and then yeah you got brady weldon he he put up seven yards yards of carry in limited action last season so i think i don't think they're really gonna miss a step there and yeah, they they have really good wins against Columbine twice, uh, which I think is like something you really got to pay attention to there. Wins against Grandview, Regis, and Chatfield twice. I think they're just a tough team, high-powered offense. And if anyone if anyone's going to be able to pick apart that Creek defense, I, I really think Rawson Valley should be in the conversation. Yeah, no, I I like that, and we actually got to see. Logan Madden, uh, you know, throw the ball a little bit at that one seven v seven event we were yep. at. Yep. So, and he looked okay. good. You know, we we both said that. I mean, everyone was saying that, right? But he looked yeah. really good there, and he's probably one of the best quarterbacks. Yeah, I'd say one of the best quarterbacks of the state of Colorado. I don't want to say the best, but he's definitely up there. So, oh yeah, yeah you know, you gotta have some there. faith in him. So I definitely get that. All right. Well, you know, let's kind of go down the line here. So after those top three, which I, I feel like no matter, you know, whether it's myself, Gideon, you, Cody, Cherry Creek, Ralston, Ballard, that's probably going to make up some sort of our top three there. So mm-hmm. there you go there. But after that, that's kind of where things definitely get interesting because it's not like these teams are out of the question when it comes to contending. But, you know, we just need to see a little bit more. And so. The next three after that is Columbine, Pine Creek, Fountain, Fort Carson. Why don't you go ahead and speak on those three teams grouped up there at four, five, and six here? Well, we know Columbine. They they're gonna they're gonna run the ball. They're they're gonna run it down your throat, and they're just one of the toughest defenses in the state, if not the. So, 
you know, it's it, they only had two losses last year, both to one team. So it's like, you know, they they have a lot to be excited about there. They got they got a few guys they got a few guys returning, like like Josh Snyder. He's he's gonna have the bulk of the carries next year, which is gonna be pretty exciting. But yeah, I I, I like Columbine a lot. Um, I think their ceiling, I think they do have a lower ceiling than the other top three teams. That's why they're at four. Pine Creek and Fountain Fork Carson, two Colorado Springs teams. Pine Creek, they they got, I mean, it's, you know, they like moving up. I thought they're going to take a bit of a step back moving up to 5A, but they've just been so good um, and consistent. Like Mason Miller, he's been like, he's going into his senior year, coach's son stud you know all state he's going to play a huge part into what they do so i don't think their offense is going to be much worse at all it's probably better even and then uh yeah cooper he's going to be he's a, a sophomore starter last year cameron cooper and now he's going to be a junior another off season it's, it's going to be it's going to be a high powered offense for pine creek i'm really excited to see what they can do um, really want to go see some of their games Colorado Springs for sure and yeah found Fort Carson they I uh, you know eight and four last year which which is great which is great but you know I'm I'm really excited to see what they do next year they, they had they had some really big wins uh on the uh, Regis Eagle Crest and they had some dominant wins too like some shutouts against Doherty Doherty's Doherty's I think they're they're one of my sleeper teams next year. I think they got a really solid squad. Pomona struggled last year, but again, like any sort of shutout in five A, I think that like has to be highlighted. But yeah, I uh, I re- yeah, uh, I really like Fountain Fort Carson going into next year. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, Pine Creek, Fountain Fort Carson, two teams that will be really interesting moving forward we'll definitely go to a couple of those games i feel like both teams are built kind of similarly obviously i also have pine creek over fountain for carson though because i like their defense a little bit better but yeah no i mean definitely two teams who should be up here as well and definitely get columbine i mean we know what to expect from them they're we're sure gonna make the playoffs here Know how they do after that? I, we'll just have to see. You know, um, they won't be around one. Like they won't go out round one, right? We could definitely agree on that, right? Absolutely, absolutely. But um, like I said, that that offense running the ball. You know, a good team like Creek is going to stack the box, and it's going to be really hard for Columbine to move the ball. And like I said, I think I think their ceiling is just a bit lower um, than uh, Creek. Roston Valley or Valor, um, but they could definitely prove me wrong. I hope they do. Yeah, no, absolutely. So we'll just have to see what happens there. Bouncing for Carson, uh, you know, I just want to say this one last thing here. I like them a lot. I know they got a beast in Matthias Price. They're 6'2", 220 pound running back, which, you know, nowadays you don't see too many of those no. guys. You know, you got a lot of guys playing receiver and whatnot, which is fine, but he's great. Uh, Khalid Smith over there, I believe he just broke the, I want to say it's the deadlifting record, and he's only like 5'10-ish, wow. 200 to 210. So even though he's more of a speedy back, he has some power to him too, plus a great line uh, led by Lincoln Falapali, their left tackle, three-star over there who's great. So 
Uh, yeah. Lot to be excited about here for sure. Yeah, and on yeah, and on defense too, they got uh, they got Trevor Coleman, Anthony Johnson, Griffin. Like both those guys combined for eight, like they combined for eight sacks last year. So I think I think they're gonna have a lot of talent. They'll they'll, they'll be putting up a good fight next year. I'm excited to see them. Yes, no, for sure. That is definitely a team that we are trying to make multiple games. Uh, so there you go. Now to kind of round off here. You know, let's just kind of summarize these teams here. Legacy, Mountain Vista, Legend, Chatfield. Uh, why don't you go ahead and talk about these teams real quick before we move on to 4A? Yeah. Um, so Legacy is just a team. You know, I look I look at their games last year. I was just really impressed. Like 35 straight or I mean 35 points in eight straight games uh, leading up to that Pine Creek game. They also gave up 14 or less in the six straight games leading up to that Pine Creek game. They like, I just just a really exciting team. And then they they got they got some main uh, contributors on offense coming back like Colin Lerma, Tyler Anderson, Tyler Madden. Um, uh, defense has got a couple guys coming back: Amari Bursey, Kylan Kylan Studbaker, both for their senior seasons, uh, undefeated in league. Yeah, I'm just, I think I think legacy is gonna really shake things up next year. I think people are gonna be pretty surprised at what they do. And then Mountain Vista, I th- I, I could have put them above above legacy. I, I could have, you know, just because you know Austin Mod Motorzuski, like he as a Modrowski. <laughs> it was close, yeah. You got hey, it's, we all got practice, so I, I got you. But it's yeah. Austin Modrowski. No worries though. Yeah. Austin Madreski, uh, 35 total TDs as a sophomore, second in the state in pass yards. Um, yeah, 12 picks, but I, th- I mean, as a sophomore starter, I-, I expect that to go down to like six next year, maybe even less. And then, yeah, his top three receivers were, so- were two sophomores and a freshman on top of that. So that offense at Mountain Vista is going to be electric. And uh, just the fact that, you know, they're passing the ball more is also super exciting. Um, I love that. And then after that, we got Legend. Legend, someone, Simon, as you know, didn't have too much hype going into next or last year, I mean. But coming into this year, coming into this year, they got a lot of returning guys, key players. And yeah, I, I expect them to definitely finish top 10 by the end of the season uh, and then Chatfield five and seven last year but it's one of those things where you have to factor in returning uh, key contributors and the fact that they played they played some they played some pretty tough games last year on top of that so it's uh, it's uh, yeah I, I, I like them at 10. But, you know, with the five and seven record last last year, that might not make a ton of sense. But I think they're looking good, especially on offense. Yeah, no, for sure. And I mean, you know, you got to project forward. There's a lot of teams in 5A that I feel like will be battling for that 10 spot there. So, you know, it, sure. it is what it is. And I know in uh, in 5A, I'm pretty sure if you make top 10, that is also a first round by, I could be wrong, though. Maybe it's top eight. I I need to check it again. But, yeah, no, that will be important moving forward, though. And so definitely get all that uh, legacy I like as well. 
I don't know. Maybe I just need to see them beat more of the top dogs just to move up. So yeah. that's kind of just where I'm at there. You know, that's they right. definitely beat a lot of teams that we know that they're better than. But we'll just have to see if they could continue to win and, you know, kind of swing up. Right. So that's the yeah. biggest thing for me personally. Yep. Same here. Yeah. And, you know, like I, I'm, like I said, I almost put uh, Mount Vista over Legacy, but I just got to go with my gut. I really think they're going to make some noise this year, even against the top talent. Like you said, they they don't have uh, the toughest schedule necessarily, but I think they compete well when they when they do play the tough teams. Yeah, no, for sure. So we'll definitely see their Mountain Vista. Uh, we definitely have, I feel like on the podcast, we have varying opinions on them. Uh, I think one thing that is undeniable is their offense. They're going to be great probably top in the state i would say you know i think we could assume that there yeah but you know we'll just have to see about that defense that is kind of losing a lot so definitely understand that there and then legend and chatfield yeah i mean totally get it uh we'll just i mean they're in positions to definitely move up here um but you know at this point they just kind of got to do it right so yeah that's right and, you know, legend. They get they have, they have youth on their side. They they got some guys that are going to be juniors and seniors next year. So the experience, I think, um, is going to help them a lot. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Well. With that being said, let's go ahead and move on to four A here. So in four A, we got Broomfield number one, Erie at two, three Palmer Ridge, four Montrose, five Mesa Ridge, six Loveland, seven Vista Ridge. Eight Dakota Ridge. There's a lot of riches. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I, I mean, we've always known that. I, I'm just thinking about that right now, right? But anyways, eight Dakota Ridge, nine Ponderosa, and ten Bear Creek here. All right, let's start with, um, let's start with the two teams who made it to state, right? Broomfield and Loveland here. You have Broomfield at number one, Loveland now here at six, uh, which I mean, in my opinion, makes sense. It's not super outlandish, but now go ahead and give us our thought process about those two squads there. Yeah, man. So Broomfield, obviously they had the benefit of Cole Crew last year. Now he's at Wisconsin, but you know they they just had like as far as his overall dominance goes, like no one was touching them last year. They were beating pretty much everyone in their path by a large margin, and you know even like some teams in the top five like they were just they were just smacking them and they you know like they have a lot of returning talent on top of that so i just expect them to stick around like you got landon davidson coming back you got michael benner coming back you got brent harris coming back it's it's going to be they're going to be dominant on both sides of the ball so on top of coming off of an undefeated state championship yeah they're, they're going to stay at one for a while until they someone proves me wrong and then, yeah, Loveland, I uh, I, I pushed them down uh, to six. And this, this really just boils down to the fact that they had a ton of seniors last year. Like pretty much a lot of, a lot of their guys were uh, going to be graduated. So a lot of these guys that are going to be contributing a lot this year just are not going to be there next year. Like they're... Their, their top three rushers were all seniors. QB is a senior. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it, it's going to be, it's going to be an uphill battle for them. And 
So I didn't really feel too comfortable putting them up uh, any higher, like in the top five. I think there's some other teams that project a little better than them. But yeah, uh, hopefully they prove me wrong and have another strong season. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll definitely see there. Loveland, I mean, that is a team that is losing a lot. I, I'm just going to say this here. I don't have them in my top 10, but I'm pretty sure yeah. everyone else in the podcast does. <laughs> so there's that, which is fine, right? But, you yeah, know, they're uh, still in a position to rise here. I mean, you know, they'll play uh, some pretty tough teams here in the regular season and definitely in the playoffs if they make it that far or when they make it, I should say. I'm, I'm not going to be that disrespectful there. But, <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, definitely get that. Broomfield, uh, I mean, honestly, I, I'm just going to kind of throw out this scenario here. Even if they do lose a couple games, say they are to tougher teams, unless it's against a team – that's right below them here, like an Erie, Palmer Ridge, Montrose. I mean, they'll yeah. probably still be one unless someone really rises up here and takes their place, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. They, if yeah, like you said, even if one of these top one of these top dogs like Erie, Palmer Ridge, Montrose, like I, I need to see like a Bear Creek take them down. Um, I need to see like a, you know, just just a. a something that shows that they're taking a step back but yeah if one of these top guys these established teams beats them then yeah i, I don't really see them coming out of the one spot really unless it's yeah. just a blowout like blowout then no. right 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 and i i totally get that there so it is really their season to lose here um even with i mean we've talked about the changes at coaching and you know, some of the players they're losing, but I mean, they're that talented, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. They, uh, yeah, they, they, they got, they, as far as, um, talent goes in 4A, they're definitely, definitely the cream of the crop. No doubt. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, let's go ahead and talk about, uh, the next three teams here. Uh, you know what? Let's do the next four teams after that. Erie, Palmer Ridge, Montrose, Mesa Ridge here. Uh, some very familiar names, specifically, I'd say Erie, Palmer Ridge, and Montrose. They've, I feel like those three teams have been in the semis, like, or have made up the semis basically the last two or three years at this point. But why don't you go ahead and talk about those squads there? Yeah, so outside of yeah, we just said I I I like I'm really really high on Erie this year. Just to, just to highlight, they put up at least 30 points in every game after uh, or from from October on it was 30 points every game. And then multiple key players on their defense were underclassmen like Jackson Cowgill, 11 sacks, top, which was top 15 in the state. He's going on his third year on varsity. He's going to be a beast next year. And then uh, on the offensive side of the ball, Blake Barnett, I, I, he he could have he could have been the 4A Player of the Year, I think, if it wasn't for Lacrue being there. So I expect him to take a huge leap forward his senior year. He put 2,400 yards, 2,400 yards passing, 26 TDs, and then a uh, thousand yards on the ground and 18 more TDs there. So just a beast. They're they're definitely going to be making some noise next year. And then uh, Palmer Ridge, that, that's a team I'm looking forward to seeing. With me me and Simon working down in the Springs, we see a lot of the middle schoolers that are going to be going there. And, um, yeah, I really I really like what they have coming. 
But as far as this year goes, Derek Hester's coming back. Gabe Klein's returning. Klein put up nine yards of carry. In limited action, but uh, I still think nine yards of carry is pretty insane in 4A. Yeah, just a, it's just a balanced offensive attack. They don't like they don't lean too heavy on either the run or the pass. So they can hit you with either one. It's tough to guard. Multiple shutouts last season. So that defense is just as good as offense. And then, uh, yeah, their tackle their tackle leaders, Holden Wright and Cooper Havnar, are both returning. So, yeah, Palmer Ridge is definitely going to be making some noise next year. I'm excited about. And then moving on to Montrose. Yeah, like uh, their QBs coming back. Um, they, they run the ball a ton. But, yeah, like, like Blake Griffin – He's just like he's, you know, I mean, second in the state in rush yards last year, put up over 2000. He's definitely going to be a guy that can carry this offense and will take them to success. Yeah, I mean, it's like 26 TDs, nine yards of carry, another two, another uh, two touchdowns receiving. It, it, you know, it, and his backup graduated on top of that. So he'll get even more opportunities, most likely. Yeah. I definitely expect Montrose to be a threat with Blake Griffin returning. Absolutely. Yeah, no, absolutely. I definitely agreed with all those. I mean, you know what Blake Barnett has been doing over there. He, I want to say, is the only quarterback in the class of 2024 who will be entering his fourth year as the varsity starter because he started as a freshman. And it's kind of ironic. I don't know if you know this. Gino, but Blake Barnett's first game was actually against Cody's uh, team back when he coached in Greeley West uh, as a freshman. Yeah, and he tore them apart, basically just running the football. So that's that's, insane, man. Yeah, no, he's been a beast. You know, we know what he's done. Um, He's made it to state as a sophomore last year. I mean, just kind of a tough go. Fumbled at the one-yard line, which everyone knows about against Broomfield there in a very close like one score loss so which i believe was in the semis so they came up just a bit short of state there so there's that so you know we'll we'll just have to see what happens there but yeah i mean we we know about blake barnett though we know he's gonna do his thing i think uh I, i mean we gotta get into narratives now right i think the biggest thing is just uh can he go ahead and go get it done right against yep. the big boys and go win a state championship to kind of top off his career, which has been so successful. That's really the only thing he's missing a ring, right? 100%. Yeah. Yeah. You said it. He, the, he just, like, that's all he needs to do. He's proved everything else. Um, but getting that, getting that ring, getting that player of the year, that's the, that's the last things on the checklist. And I think a lot of things are going his way to make that happen for sure. For sure. Then Palmer Ridge, I mean, we know about them. Um, Great organization from top to bottom there, even going down to their middle school level. You know, they always have a ton of talent. Obviously, they are losing some guys, but, you know, we know with Palmer Ridge, that's not exactly the biggest concern. They always replenish well there. So, yeah, you know, not much to say there. And then Montrose, yeah, they're always tough. Run the ball, so you don't really expect them to pass it like that even when they do i mean it's fine you know it's okay but it's it's definitely predictable there so we'll we'll just have to see but they'll definitely be tough led by blake griffin 
So, um, so yeah, no, agreed with all you had to say. Now, moving on here, we already talked about Loveland, so we'll skip over then. But let's talk about the ridges here. Mesa Ridge, Vista Ridge, Dakota Ridge, right there. Mesa at five, Vista and Dakota at seven and eight, respectively. Why don't you go ahead and talk about those teams there? Uh, those squads have always been teams that have been in this conversation these last couple of years here in 4A. And going into this year, they are losing some players, but, well, mostly Vista Ridge and Dakota Ridge, but, you know, you still have them here in our top 10. In your top 10, that is. Yes, yes. Uh, so, yeah, like you said, um, Vista and Dakota are both um, losing a ton of guys, but um, that, that's why Mesa's above them. Uh, I love Mesa Ridge coming into this year. Eight and four last year, and they were they were young. Like, they were really young. Um, so they got just tons of talent on both sides of the ball returning. So you really only expect it to go up. Yeah, you got uh, QB Bryce Re- Rail, Real? Rail, Real, Kyle? Bryce Real, yeah. Real, right. Uh, and then Isaiah Jones, uh, running back, outside outside linebacker. He, he on, uh, on top of being the running back, he also put up uh, 11 tackles for loss and three picks last year as a junior. So, I mean... That's he's he's gonna be huge this uh, coming season, and then uh, Trevon Salas, uh, running uh, sophomore running back, uh, he's gonna be great. Tanner Whitek, a wide receiver. That offense is gonna be especially is gonna be really nice. I expect them to at least be where they're at on my rankings, if not even higher. But moving on to Vista Ridge, yeah, it, it, Vista Ridge, man, it's one of those things like. They put up so many points, so I, I don't expect that to go anywhere, even with them losing uh, so many guys. Like, um, they're losing Dorman QB, but uh, Ben Noblet, he, he got some snaps last year, so, you know, he's not, he's not, he's not like he's going in with no experience. And then they, they got a sophomore running back in Nashawn Hall that got a good amount of snaps last year. I know they don't run the ball really, like, a ton at all. Like they didn't have a guy with over 100 carries last year, but still, you know, it, it, it's something. So really, as far as Vista Ridge, like their projection goes, I think it's just the fact that like coaching, I, I do trust the coaching at Vista Ridge. They, they managed to put together some really, really dynamic offenses. And uh, yeah, I, I just expect that to continue. And then Dakota Ridge, yeah, they, they struggled a bit last year record-wise, six and six. And uh, they were they were giving up a ton of points. They're also scoring a lot. Like they're they're in that like they just they're in that Vista Ridge like not quite Vista Ridge level of scoring, but it's it's just one of those things where they they can they can develop a dynamic offense. I think you know especially with Paladino returning 13 picks last year, but I expect that or I'm excuse me nine picks last year, but I expect that to go down. Yeah, we saw him at the 7v7s, and he was looking great. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i excited for the Ridges this year, for sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. Got to agree with uh, what you had to say about Mace Ridge. They'll be really fun to watch. Uh, th- their offense is just really great, honestly. They also got, I mean, their quarterback's a dual threat, so they got rushing threats all over, plus he could throw too, so that really helps them out there. Mr. Ridge, Dakota Ridge, yeah, losing some pieces, but, you know, their coaching staff is really one of the strengths, of, if not their biggest strength, 
of both both of those programs there. So they'll definitely figure out with the players they do return there. So definitely agree that they'll be fine. You know, we just kind of got to see if some other playmakers will step up or what will happen for them to move up here. Because I think that will be key to them, you know, moving up in these rankings. I know Vista Ridge plays Palmer Ridge at the very end of the season. So obviously that's an opportunity to move up there. And then Dakota Ridge plays Mesa Ridge uh, pretty early on, too. That's a game that uh, we definitely are hoping to go to there. So, boom, there you go. Now, go ahead and talk about these last two teams, Ponderosa, Bear Creek. Kind of definitely in similar positions here. I guess the biggest difference is that Bear Creek has their quarterback coming back, but maybe their defense is not as good. Well, I don't think they're as good as Ponderosa's defense, who is top tier. Uh, Ponderosa, they obviously got pieces, but losing their quarterback. And now on their, I want to say this is their fourth straight different quarterback in four years. So, you know, definitely a lot to talk about here. But why don't you go ahead and talk about uh, Pondo and Bear Creek? Yeah, so, yeah, Pondo, uh, like you said, um, the defense defense is going to be like one of their big things. They're they're going to be losing uh, Cape Olsen, who put up a ton of tackles last year. Um, but uh, looking on offense, like like Max Mervin, he got a decent, like he, he had, I think it was, yeah, 35 attempts last year, five touchdowns, one pick. I'm, I'm, I, think, I think he can come in and make it so that they don't take too far of a step back on offense. He could be pretty nice. They're losing uh, both their leading rushers. They got they got a guy in Sean Davis that's going to come up and you know maybe make some noise. But yeah, like you said, on defense for Pondo is going to be the big thing. Like Blake Branham is going to be big time coming into next year. Should be able to step up. But yeah, moving over to Bear Creek, they you know not not a super. Yeah, I, I wouldn't put them up there. I, I just think they're an exciting team, I should say. I think uh, they got their QB returning. They got a dynamic enough offense to where they can definitely do some stuff next year. They lost a Ponderosa pretty horribly. So I'm not going to put them above Ponderosa. But I think that just they, they, yeah, they, they need to uh, show that they're in the top tier of the teams but right now i got them at 10. for sure yeah uh great about ponderosa bear creek yes i definitely agree as well they finished just outside my personal top 10 at least uh currently here so we'll just have to see what happens with them i mean that's a team that you know we know they have talent and whatnot they just really need to put it together and start swinging upwards i think that's i mean that's it we know that they're gonna win multiple games here and be over 500 but you know i think the key thing is just beating teams better than them or teams that are perceived to be better than them right yeah definitely yeah pondo's pondo's one of those teams that's just got to take the next step uh, i think a lot of teams in colorado are like that where we have same teams a lot of the times in the state championships in the final four and you just have those teams just outside that are one piece away or just can't quite get to the final four of the state championship. So I don't know. There's a lot of teams I think that really need to hammer down that uh, 
football in Colorado isn't just like a three-team thing. Like anyone can win it at any time. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Well, you know, with that being said, let's move to the 3A level where it truly is like that, where any team can win here. You know, the last couple of seasons, we've had multiple teams where, or multiple state championships where, you know, the teams in those were not just the one and two seed, you know. And, I mean, we said this last year about 3A. The top 10 teams could realistically all win state, right? And then I, I would say the top top 12, top 14 could all potentially get there still. So there you go. So 3A, there's a lot of parity here. But let's talk about your rankings. At number one, we got Lutheran, two, Roosevelt, three, Green Mountain, four, Durango, five, Holy Family, six, G-Dub, George Washington, seven, Resurrection Christian, eight, Frederick, nine, Thompson Valley, 10, Severance here. You know, let's start with the top two teams, Lutheran and Roosevelt. Both of them finally met in the state championship last season where Roosevelt won their first one ever. Lutheran, I think that was their first appearance ever. Uh, and, you know, that was kind of just a tough game where Lutheran just couldn't get it done at the end, despite having a pretty solid lead in that first half there. But, you know, why don't you go ahead and talk about Lutheran and Roosevelt here? Yeah, man. So... I think like Lutheran, like they're they're definitely one of my favorites. They they got their first team All State QB and wide receiver coming back, which is so rare to have that in any class. So I mean, like yeah, yeah, Joe Sissio, like first team All State as a junior, twelve hundred yards receiving, fifteen touchdowns, insane. He was a state champ in the hundred uh, hundred meter in track, and then you, I mean, and then you have Riken Dalgard throwing to him. It's, it's just a really exciting, you know, the, just the fact you make it to the state championship, you get so close, but then your two main guys are going to be back. That's I think that's really exciting for Luther. That's why I got them at one, you know, and then moving on to Roosevelt, they, it, it's one of those things, man, where they could easily be number one, especially after just winning. And Xavier Ramirez is coming back, who led the entire state in rush yards, put up over 2,100 yards. You know, it, it's 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 one of those things, especially after Roosevelt just beating them. But you know, they are they did lose Tucker Peterson, so it's it's one of those things that they could easily be number one. But I just really like where Thrun's going this year. But yeah, back to Roosevelt, like Bronco Hartson's coming back this year too. It, it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be a really really good team still. I don't expect Roosevelt to go anywhere. Um, that's why they're at two and not somewhere lower. Yeah, no, for sure that definitely makes sense. Uh, you know, I always say this. I'm biased about Luthen, but you know, I definitely get it. They're a very complete team here. Obviously, you have your stars in Reich and Doggard and Joe Cicio coming back. That's huge. But then you also return a tough line. Offense and defense, they platoon over there as well. So it's not just like guys playing both ways. So that's definitely huge there. So definitely get yep. that. Roosevelt agreed. I mean, they're not going anywhere. But it's kind of hard to replace, you know, Tucker Peterson, who currently is the number one, I guess, receiver in Colorado high school football history as far as career touchdowns go, receiving touchdowns, that is. Uh, passing guys like Christian McCaffrey and more there. So, I mean, 
you know, that's tough to replace. Oh, plus, he, you know, had a COVID year as well. So he did all of that in basically three and a half years. So that's definitely going to be tough there. Plus, he played defense. So a lot of guys to replace for Roosevelt, but I get them being here up here as well. Now let's talk about a number of teams. I feel like really the rest of the teams from here on out are kind of at the same level here. I'll, I'll just list them off one more time. Green Mountain at three, Durango, Holy Family, G-Dub, Rez, Frederick, Thompson Valley, Severance. Uh, you know, you go ahead and just talk about all those teams kind of in bulk of their, you know, things you like, why you have certain teams over other ones. I know you know, a lot of these teams, at least in my opinion, are in very similar spots here. And so really when it comes down to it, we're splitting hairs with a lot of these squads. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, I think, yeah, George Washington, I think they're, I don't, like, I expect their offense to still be really good. And they, they had some, they had big time wins last year and they had close games against good teams, especially going 10 and 2, 5 and 0 in league. Um, I, I just think that that projects really well going into the next season. They, they had a bad loss to the Far East Warriors, but um, they didn't lose again until that Durango game in the playoffs. So I, I do I do like George Washington. That's why they're that high. And then, yeah, Severance. Some people might be a little surprised there, but really what that boils down to is the Hoffman brothers. I think I think you know Jeremiah Hoffman he's one of the he's got a lot of big looks from D1 I met the kid he's really nice I think like I think he can put up just a massive junior season he's a freak athlete there's not a lot of guys in the state that are moving like him I think as far as agility goes and just pure speed and athleticism so I think he's gonna be a big time impact player and you know he'll have his brother throwing to him so there's a solid um, chemistry there. I think they'll be able to make some noise. Yeah, Resurrection Christian, they 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 had some big wins last year. And they, they they played teams tough. And I like that. Two and three in league, which didn't, you know, which isn't great, but I mean they they put out a tough defense. Uh, they you know they put up twenty against Roosevelt. They only lost by fifteen when Roosevelt's beaten most teams by a ton. Bad losses to Northridge and Thompson Valley, but Thompson Valley is another team that I think coming into this season is going to be really really solid. You know they they're going to have their QB Suarez returning, a few guys on defense. You know it's uh, like you said earlier, a lot of the these teams you could flip-flop like where they're at it was really hard to rank but yeah that, that, that's some of my justifications yeah no totally get that uh yeah a lot of teams that are very close here sevens will be interesting for sure thompson valley will be a big one i know they do lose their head coach but they're hiring from within so i'm not really tripping over that especially with the players they bring back there and then res will be an interesting one I know their league record wasn't great either, but they definitely played in a tough league there, which I believe was Thompson Valley, Northridge, Roosevelt, which, yeah. which I want to say were all top five teams at the end of yeah, the regular exactly. season. Yeah, so tough. I don't know. What, what are you going to do there, right? So exactly. definitely get your justification here uh, for 3A. Was there anything else you wanted to add on before we moved on here? You know, Durango... 
hard time ranking Durango. Uh, well, I could have I could have flip flopped Durango or Green Mountain, but I just want to kind of give a shout out to Durango. I think I think they're still going to be a very 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 competitive team this year, um, especially with Tyler Harms returning. Yeah, they they were one of the toughest tougher teams to rank. I, I almost put them at three, but yeah, it, it really just came down to turning like guys returning. Um, he's losing all like four of his top receivers, so uh, we'll we'll see where it goes. Yeah, no, I think that's fair, though. Uh, Tyler Harms is one of the best quarterbacks in the state, so obviously you put a lot of faith in him, but, you know, it, it's also hard to replace a center in Josh Bates, who, you know, is at Oklahoma right now. So it is what it is, but we'll just have to see what happens for them moving forward here. Uh, let's move on to two-way here. So two-way, you know, is another one that, Two-way is another one that I think is pretty wide open for the most part. I don't know if there is really a true front runner, but let me just give you a rankings here. You have Eden at one, Delta at two, three, University, four, Elizabeth, five, Rifle, six, Berthoud, seven, Montezuma, Cortez, eight, Alamosa, nine, Basalt, and then ten, Woodland Park. Like I said, this one's pretty wide open in my opinion. Uh, but let's start at the top. Let's start with the first half here, right? Eden, Delta, University, Elizabeth, Rifle. Uh, yeah, let's start with those five. You know, what are your thoughts on those squads here moving forward? Yeah, so starting off with Delta, yeah, they're, they're one of my um, favorite teams going into this season. They, they scored three-plus TDs in every game against the one except the one against Eaton. They only allowed 20 or more points twice. They have, sorry if I don't get this right, Asai Carrillo. Um, That's right. He's re- okay, sweet. Uh, he's coming back for his senior season. Connor Workman, who is one of their main contributors on both offense and defense, he's graduating, but that'll free up more carries for Carrillo, so he'll be more of a impact player on offense. It's one of those things, man, I think Delta is just going to be, you know, they, they dominate on both sides of the ball. So it, it's one of those things where they could easily, if everything goes right, like they could, I could definitely see them winning state. And then, you know, they have, they have Tucker Johnson returning on the line, uh, both sides, both of them, both him and Korea were first team all state. And they, they only allowed 89 points the entire season. So like, I, I think, you know, they say defense wins championships, and they got the talent on both sides. I think they, they could make some some serious noise. Eaton coming off a state championship, and they do have some solid guys returning. Uh, that's why I got them at one over Delta. But, uh, yeah, it, it, it was tough. It was tough ranking those two, I think. I think those are the two main guys. Like, But like you said, it's, it's close. Like, even after them, like, it, it gets close as far as who the next guys are. And then, yeah, Elizabeth, solid, solid season last year. I have them, I have them this high, like, with, like similarly with most teams, just because of returning talent. Like, if I, I think if with most teams, if you can return your main guys, then you're going to be fine. Yeah, like all, all their all their top rushers are coming back. Connolly, Stone, Randall, they're all they're all going to be back. They don't run the ball a ton, but I mean, pass the ball a ton. But when they do, their three receive their three main guys receiver receiving wise are coming back as well. 
defensive side of the ball. Yeah, Connolly, he, he's playing on both sides. He led the team in tackles. Wes No, he was a sophomore last year. He, he was he was big time. He's gonna be huge this year. Yeah, I, I like I like Elizabeth a ton. And then Rifle. They six and five last year, like not not the not the best season last year, but again, it, it really it really really boils down to how did you play against the top teams and uh, who's coming back for the next season? And they got their QB coming back. They're uh, you know we're getting down to two A, so we're not running, we're not passing the ball a ton, but you know they're you know their QB he, he's a dual threat. Logan Gross, he's a dual threat. Led the team in rushing last year as well. So, not going to be going too down on on offense. And then, of course, you got you got Isaac Valencia coming back. He was a sophomore last year. He he did a de- he did a decent job. He didn't get a ton of carries or opportunities, but that should definitely change this year. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, definitely agree with a lot of what you had to say. Uh, I, I will omit what I said. Eden and Delta, Delta are definitely front runners there. Obviously, both lose a solid amount that doesn't make them like, you know, how should I say this? Like holding on to that one and two spot with an iron fist. I think that's fair to say. Eden last yeah. year, that squad, that was definitely a team that was going to hold on to that one spot no matter what because they were so tough. You know, they're just stacked everywhere. So understand that. Yeah. yeah. And then For Delta, sure. I mean, they're really good as well. I mean, like you said, just very well rounded here. They also bring back Ty Reed at quarterback. So really, I mean, this is probably Delta's championship window right here. I don't think it closes right away next year, but it definitely, you know, it gets a little bit smaller, right? As the years go on, this is a very talented squad. And then, yeah, University Elizabeth Rifle agreed with all. Uh, what you had to say there. Rifle, I think, is a really interesting team. Like you said, they don't really throw the ball, but they run it. And look, correct me if I'm wrong here, their quarterback is Logan Gross here, correct? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And he's a pretty big dude, you know, running the uh-huh. way he does and whatnot. Uh, he's huge, right? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a yeah, I'm a fan. He's a dual threat guy. Um, and you know, coming coming back, coming for another season. I, I mean, having one year, an entire season of starting, and then having another year after that, it's huge. You know, that experience, and then an entire off season to figure out um, some of those kinks. You know, I I, I I expect good things from him and the team in general. Yeah, no, for sure. And I mean, here in two A, when it comes to quarterbacks, there's a lot of teams that don't have the most experience here especially on this level because i feel like last year's senior group of quarterbacks on the 2a level were just really seasoned and took up a lot of reps so you'll be seeing a lot of new faces so you kind of just take all the experience you can at that quarterback position but with that being said let's go ahead and talk about this back end here six we got berthed seven montezuma cortez eight alamosa nine basalt ten woodland park go ahead and speak on those teams here a little bit yeah, so I'll start out with, uh, with uh, Cortez, Montezuma Cortez. I just think, like, they, they got three guys on defense that are coming back. They had a solid defense last year. Miles Frost and Tay Wheat, they were both All-State. And then Shioki Knapp, um, I was surprised he didn't make All-State because, I mean, he had 11 tackles for loss and eight sacks as a sophomore. 
excited, you know. So th- those three guys coming back on defense, I think that projects really well for their next season. And then moving on to, yeah, Berthed. Berthed, Berthed was, Berthed was uh, you know, it's a solid season last year. But for me, like, I think, like, they have enough returning talent to the point where they will have a top 10 finish. I don't know about top five or anything like that, but I'm comfortable with them having a top 10 finish. They had a sophomore QB last year. Not great um, passing stats, but, you know, they, they're, they're running the ball. And they, they got – they have Alex Larson coming back, who led the team in rushing, put up over 1,000 yards. So it's – you know, I expect their offense to continue to be great. Yeah, and then moving on to Alamosa. Alamosa – you know, not not the not the not a super like fantastic season last year, but I they have some of the most returning talent in two A. So I was a uh, I was a big fan of what they did, and then they they had some tough wins too, and uh, tough losses as well. Four and one in league, you know they you know they lost to the Classical Academy, who was really good last year, forty two fourteen. But I don't expect that to happen again, even close to that. You know, and then, and then they lost to Delta in the playoffs, but uh, Delta and Eaton were just running through everyone, it seemed like. So, yeah, I like I like Alamosa a lot coming into next year. And then uh, one of my sleeper teams for two-way, um, Woodland Park. I do, I do like Woodland Park a lot. You know, when it comes to, like I said, uh, I'm... If, if you guys haven't figured it out yet, I, uh, re- returning talent—it's—it's it's, it's huge. It's huge, and you know, if you—if you got like main guys coming back, then I think that just projects really well for you. You know, they—they—they they, they had a really young team, broker, junior QB. They like they—they they didn't run the ball really at all. I mean, pass the ball really at all. But um, broker—he's a—he's a dual threat QB, fits the system well. So that—that's gonna be—that's gonna be nice. And then uh, defensively, they were pretty solid. Uh, the, yeah, Broker, like he he plays both sides of the ball. Um, so I think once they lose him, then we're gonna start to talk about them not being as relevant. But you know, it's uh, I think I, I like them for next year, especially for a top ten finish. Yeah, no, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, I I agree with what you had to say about Woodland Park here. They've they're a really tough team last season, I feel. And, you know, I don't know. I guess you kind of just project them moving forward uh, to improve and really take that next step here as a top 10 squad here. Maybe even make, you know, a top eight seed here potentially, but we just have to see moving forward. And then, yeah, love Alamosa there. They do lose their quarterback, but, you know, Brand Jackson, RJ Mize, they'll be fine. And then uh, Berthed, I think, will be a pretty interesting team. They have two linebackers who are like 6'1", 6'2", 220, 230 pounds, both inside linebackers there. So, I mean, I'm not saying that's your entire defense, but that's pretty. That's a pretty significant chunk, and they were both really good. So oh. they'll be tough, yeah, for sure. And then Montezuma Cortez, I mean, they're in a very similar position as Berthed, good running back. To, I mean, well, not just two, but really good linebackers as well, but specifically on the edge. So, uh, yeah, no, definitely agreed with all you had to say there. I feel like this is going to be pretty much, 
you know, roughly everyone else's rankings as well. Obviously, when people are listening to this, they'll already know. But uh, I definitely agree with a lot here for sure. Was there anything else you wanted to add on? No, that's, you know, that's it for 2A. Say less. Let's go ahead and move to our last classification here. 1A football. Now, I'm just going to say this for some of the listeners. Obviously, you, haven't, you uh, Gino, haven't seen – a ton of 1A football yet, but you will this next season. Even then, though, for the most part, I mean, you kind of know who the big players are, right? And so at number one, you have Wyman, defending state champs. Two, Ray. Three, Strasburg. Four, Baining Lewis Academy. Five, Holyoke. Six, Rye. Seven, Meeker. Eight, Centauri. Nine, Colorado Springs Christian. And ten, Estes Park. So, you know, uh, definitely still close to, you know, myself, uh, Gideon, Cody's rankings, I'm sure there. But let's go ahead and talk about the top two teams to start since they were both in state and they are returning a lot in Lyman and Ray. Why don't you go ahead and talk about those top two first here? Yeah, so obviously Lyman, um, they're they're going to be I, I don't I, I don't see them ever like coming off that one spot, at least not in the foreseeable future. They always got the offensive line. They always got the big boys, the talent, and uh, yeah, they're always going to be there. They're gonna they're gonna be dominating the all state teams, and it's you know that's just that's it. I think everyone's used to that by now for sure. Um, yes. But as far as as far as Ray goes, you know there there's one there's one particular player on Ray Samuel Meisner that. Um, I'm really, I'm really excited about. Like you said, I have not watched it, like really any 1A football. It's, you know, it's I'm, I'm learning, but you know, a lot, a lot of these players' names are new to me. Samuel Meisner, his name definitely, like I had to write him down. Uh, led the team in tackles, while also putting up 17 tackles for loss. Then he led the team in touchdowns on offense while being third in total yards. And then both the guys who had more yards than him last year, they're both gone, graduated. And, uh, yeah, he's going he's gonna to have the chance to lead, like, a great defense at four shutouts last year while also officially getting the reins on offense for his last two years of high school. I think, I think that just projects well for Ray that they have a guy in Samuel Meisner that's going to – be leading them for the next three years. Uh, players are going to be able to look at him as an example of, um, or two years, sorry, as an example of uh, what to expect, like what 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 Ray football is all about. And, you know, nine and four last year, but really, like they they beat they they beat some tough teams, and you know, like one of their losses was in Kansas, and then another, and then you know, another two of them were to Lyman. They lost to Wiggins as well. Um, yeah, that. yeah, lost to Wiggins. But Wiggins is losing a lot of guys, so I'm not, I'm not like too worried about that. I think Ray and Lyman are going to be our, are going to be the guys. They're they're going to be the two big teams next year, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, absolutely agreed there. Uh, Lyman, we know how dominant they are. I mean, they really only be losing in state championships. And the last time they lost like that was a bit ago. So there you go. And then regular season wise, they didn't lose in the regular season last season, did they? No. No. Yeah. So that means they haven't lost in the regular season still 
since 2019, I'm pretty sure. So, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Ray, uh, Ray did play him close, though. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. It was 13-7 to 7 in the regular season last year. So, yes. They could do they, it. They could do it, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And Ray played them close to the state championship, too. The, mm-hmm. the final score is a little deceiving. I know Ray kind of jumped out to a lead there. And then Lyman really kind of had to scrap their way back in there and had a really big third and fourth quarter. And so they just kind of, I mean, they just finished it, right? And so it's not like Ray is just like crazily outmatched here by Lyman. They're definitely a contender. I think those two are the top dogs for sure. Uh, probably will be the one and two moving forward. But, you know, let's talk about some of these other teams here because I think there are a lot of squads that can't take that jump that Ray did last season. And so we have Strasburg at three, Banning Lewis at four here, Holyoke at five. Let's, yeah, I, let, let's just start with those three. I want to ask you about them. You know, uh, what's your thoughts on Strasburg, Banning Lewis, and Holyoke here? Yeah, I, I like Strasburg a lot. They got they got Charlie Spriggs coming back, guard. Um, he was all state last year. They got Thomas Devlin, who's a running back, middle linebacker coming back. Then they got Austin Velasco coming back, wide receiver, linebacker. And they, you know, they, they had a great year. They're losing Zach Marrero, who was, uh, you know, he put up, you know, nine nine yards a carry, sixteen hundred yards. So they're losing they're losing that, but they're keeping their quarterback. So I, I think Strasburg's gonna be great. They're gonna continue to be good. I don't I, I don't like them over Ray necessarily, but yeah, I, I, I like Strasburg. And then uh, Banning Lewis, one of my sleeper teams for sure. They're returning all three of their All-State players. Benton Early, uh, tight end linebacker. Lineman Julian Laterman. And then running back and linebacker Chase Ryle. Riley? Uh, uh, Chase Real. Real? Yeah, Chase Real. He, uh, he put up 1,100 yards on the ground and 20 total touchdowns. That was as a sophomore. Laterman, 22 and a half tackles for loss as a junior. And then you got lineman Kareem Fudge. He, he's also there. Put up 13 and a half tackles for loss with seven and a half sacks as a junior. So they they got the guys returning. They got their main guys, and I expect the younger guys to make a big leap too. That's why uh, Banning Lewis is um, up that high. And then moving on to Holyoke. Yeah, that, like, this is a team I, uh, I I enjoyed looking into because their record is pretty deceiving at four and six. You know, it's 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 one of those things where you really got to, like, again, I'm still learning, but uh, I think they, that record is pretty deceiving. They have a super tough schedule. They had to, they had to play Lyman, Wiggins, and Ray three straight weeks. And then Yuma right after that, which they won. But yeah, I mean, they, they barely lost to Mont, Mont Vista in the playoffs. So I, I really like Holyoke coming into next year. Of course, they got they got some returning guys. QB, they're actually a team that throws the ball a little bit. And Wyatt Sprague, I like Wyatt Sprague a lot. Rush, he runs the ball too. So you got, you got the dual threat QB returning, all state guy. You know, it's... Uh, it's one of those things, man. And you got all their all their receivers returning: uh, Weber, Dirk, Sprague, Osenstein. Like all those guys are coming back. So that that offense should be great. And yeah, I'm I'm, I'm really excited for Holyoke. Yeah, no, definitely get that. Strasburg, 
will always be fun to watch. They're kind of one of those programs that always, you know, replenish talent well. And then obviously this season, I mean, you know, they got their quarterback Landon Martin and Austin Velasco coming back here. Uh, by the way, check out that interview that I did with them that should have dropped, I uh, believe, a couple weeks ago. So there you go there. Baiting Lewis, like you said, I mean, they're going to be really fun. They basically return everyone from last season. So if we're going to talk about continuity, they probably have the best in the state, regardless of classification. They lose one senior. So, yeah, yeah, there you go. There. Amazing. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, they, they're they a pretty new program. I, I think you know this. They've been around for, what, four-ish years at this point. They haven't made the playoffs, but they've literally been like one or two games outside of it. I, th- I mean, honestly, at this point, they just got to take that step forward. They got to go beat teams that are better than them. Can't be intimidated by teams that have hist- historically always been ranked over them. And so I think right here at four is more than fair, in my opinion. So sure. I, th- I think they got a big lead coming. Oh, yeah. No, I think so as well. They could be a... Maybe a little bit of a surprise team here, but we'll see. We'll see, right? And then at five, Holyoke. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Their record is deceiving, but they got a ton of talent. They got a ton of skill players. Maybe not like the biggest team up front here, but in 1A, I mean, it still matters, right? Lyman, they had like a whole line last year that was six foot, 250 plus. (laughs) So that sucks. But, you know, I think on this level, you could definitely get away with it a little bit more here. A lot of great skill players led by Wyatt Sprague. And, I mean, that Sprague family in general. I know I want to say his dad is one of the coaches, and he also has a brother on the team. A couple years ago, he had another great, um, I think, an older brother who was really good. So they should be looking to bounce back here. So agree with all that. But let's talk about the last five here. Rye at six, Meeker at seven, Colorado Springs Christian at nine, Estes Park here at ten. Why don't you go ahead and speak on those teams here as we wrap up uh, this little segment here? Yeah, so yeah, Rye. You know, you look at their record. Why aren't they? Why aren't they higher? But they had you now not the toughest schedule. They had a forfeit in there from Rocky Ford. And a really bad loss to Yuma in the playoffs, and uh, but Yuma's losing some guys. I, I don't have I don't have Yuma in there. I don't think um, they're losing some guys. But you know they. Uh, I think you know I can't I can't ignore an eight and two record. And you know I think they got they got the guys returning too. Like uh, yeah yeah they, you got Nolan Shower 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 Shower. Coming back. I think it's uh, shower. I I don't know either. I'm not gonna lie. I think it's shower. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, he not a ton of yards, but 12 touchdowns on 127 attempts. I think that's fantastic. So they're definitely they're definitely running the ball at the right time. And then you got their their um, leading back Dylan Hearn coming back. So I don't like I, if they were eight and two last year. I don't expect it to be much different. You know, it's it's really just about beating the teams that you should beat. You know, like Salida, they, they, they probably should have had Salida. But yeah, that that bad loss to Yuma too. But um, I don't know. I, I don't I don't expect I, I don't expect much different than an eight and two record next year. I think they should be right around there again. Colorado Springs Christian, they had a solid season last year. I, I, I think so. They Colorado Springs Christian, man. They 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 had a really horrible loss to Lyman, but they had they had some good wins like over Yuma, 
um, Banning Lewis, a tough loss to Mont Vista, but you know they, they I think they are going to be in a competitive spot. And then uh, moving on to Centauri, they, they had a great season last year, 5-0 in league, 8-3. You know, it's a solid defense that has some, has some guys returning. Yeah, uh, it's hard. I'm having a hard time, yeah, because I'm still, I'm still learning the 1-8 teams. But, um, yeah, that's about the bulk of uh, my knowledge, I think, for the next season. No, you're all good, man. Yeah, I think that's definitely fair here. Rye, Meeker, Centauri, Colorado Springs, Christian, Estes Park. I mean, Rye, I think, could definitely be a potential riser here. We just kind of got to see. I mean, you're right. They do need to beat the teams that we know that they're better than. I don't know why they lost to Yuma. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, and I don't know how they lost to some of these other teams. But they're very well put together. Uh, Dylan Hearn, big 6'3 running back. He's huge for them. Uh, the quarterback shower, I mean, you kind of just hope that he takes another step forward here because he will be like a two, or I think this will be his third year as a starter. So, you know, there you go there, uh, plus their defense. So, yeah, Meeker, Centauri, I think are both in pretty similar. I know we'll be bringing back a very talented running back. Uh, we just got to see if he could stay healthy because I know it was a season-ending ACL injury. That he went through, and he's kind of a smaller player in general, so we'll just have to see there. And then, yeah, Colorado Springs Christian Estes Park, that seems about right there. Was there uh, anything else you wanted to add on? I, I know, like you said, you know, we will uh, get you introduced to this thing. You're not as familiar, but, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, it is kind of what it is at this point. <laughs> no, that's it, man. Uh, yeah, I think I got everything. Yeah, no, fair enough. All right, well, you know, this next part here, as we kind of approach the end, will kind of be our quick question round here. I got a couple questions. I'm going to ask you about each classification. Uh, I want to say it's like three different questions, right? And so you just go give your answer and then maybe a quick one to two sentence explanation if you want to. So there you go there. Uh, and, you know, it's preseason, right? So this is kind of where – there's a lot of speculation. We're looking at a lot of things on paper. We're definitely open to teams proving us wrong because at the end of the day, you got to prove it on the football field. Uh, but, you know, it's fun to see where we're coming from here to start out. So what we're going to do, we're going to start on the 1A level, and then we're going to work our, uh, our way up here. How does that sound? That sounds great. Let's do it. Okay, bet. All right, so in 1A here, if you had to pick right now, who is going to win state? I'm going to shock some people here and go with Lyman High School. <laughs> <laughs> Quick reason why. Yeah, well, uh, you know, um, it really, man, it just comes down to nonstop dominance, man. You know, like you said, one uh, or no regular season losses since 2019, something like that. Um, they've just created a culture that sustain success but also expect success like they they expect their players to be good and do good and you know a lot of that comes down to coaching and um just an overall confidence that i think they have um yeah i don't expect i don't expect Lyman to be going anywhere anytime soon fair enough okay now sticking with 1a here all right sticking in 1a if 
you had to pick one team to be the best dark horse or underdog team here in 1A, who would that be and why? Um, uh, you know, I'm gonna go with uh, Bang Lewis. I like um, it a lot. Yeah, keep going. Yeah, yeah. So, we, yeah, what we talked about earlier is just the fact that one, like one guy, they're losing one starter. Um, all th- like they have three all state players, all of them are coming back, and then you got guys like Kareem Fudge who play both sides of the ball. But I mean, putting up 13 and a half tackles for loss and seven and a half sacks, um, under the radar is pretty insane. Uh, ben Early, tight end, led the team in receiving, great on defense as well. Julian Laterman, beast on defense. Um, yeah, and then you, yeah, then you got uh. You got Ryle, Riley, I said Rail. Is that it? Chase Real. Chase Real. Okay. You'll right. get it. Yeah, yeah, you'll get it. Yeah. No yeah, worries. Eleven. Yeah, eleven hundred yards and twenty touchdowns as a sophomore, man. That's that's exciting. I, I really like Banning Lewis next year or this season. Sorry. No. Yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, absolutely agreed there. Um, yeah, we'll we'll just keep this thing going here. All right, now, if you had to pick, and I know this is tough, um, but you will have a vote in our end-of-the-year awards here, obviously, one through five, eight, but who is your MVP pick if you had to pick right now here in the preseason? You know, I, I struggled with this, man. I did. Uh, like, this is, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm going to go with Logan Botcher from uh, Lyman. He was he was the backup uh, running back last year, but as a backup, he put up 15 touchdowns and 1,100 all-purpose yards as a backup. Um, and you know the fact that Lyman's probably gonna have the best line in 1A next year, um, and he's gonna be running behind that. Um, I think I, I think I just got, I'm gonna have to project that he takes a huge step forward. Otherwise, I. I um, I'm, I'm not too sure, but I, li- I like Logan Botcher. No, I think that's a really good pick. I feel like maybe you haven't talked a lot about him. Gideon didn't talk too much about him either, but we know what he could do. You know, he's a great athlete over there. So I, I actually really like that pick as well. But uh, let's go ahead and move on to the 2A level here. So in 2A, who do you have winning state? Two A, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with Delta here. I'll okay. roll with Delta. Um, I think you know losing last year, um, but getting like two very important guys and Asai Carrillo and Tucker Johnson coming back. Uh, their defense was so good last year, uh, only giving up 89 points with six shutouts. Um, yeah, I gotta I gotta go with Delta for two A. No, I think that makes a lot of sense. Now, uh, talking about Dark Horse team, who's your Dark Horse team here in 2A? Dark Horse in 2A? Um, let's, go with, let's go with Montezuma Cortez. With Montezuma Ooh. Cortez. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, I, I highlighted these players before. The, these three guys um, on defense, uh, Miles Frost, Tay Wheat, and Shioki Knapp. Those three guys, um, uh, Miles Frost and Wheat, both all state. Nap, uh, pretty under the radar. 
at least he didn't make all states uh, that I saw. But 11 tackles for loss, eight sacks for him. Um, Frost and Wheat were both dominant. Uh, Wheat on both sides of the ball as well. Um, I think I think they can definitely shake things up. Maybe even make a Final Four to championship next year. I could I could see it. You know what's interesting is that Gideon said the same thing. So <laughs> really, yeah, yeah. He also well, said yeah. Francis Cortez. So that's I mean no, I think it's warranted though. They're a good team. I know they kind of get forgotten because I don't know if you know this. But when they had to play Elizabeth, they had to travel eight hours to go play. Eight hours. Yeah, and Elizabeth is right between uh, Castle Rock and Denver, just so you know. Yeah, yeah, that's insane. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, but I like it, though. I like it, though. That's, uh, yeah, I'm happy about that. All right, uh, now, last question here for 2A. Who is your MVP pick here? 2A MVP. You know what? Uh, let's go with Cash Altschwager, Altschwager from Wellington. Um, he's a running back, uh, defensive back last year. Uh, in, in eight games, in eight games, 1,000 yards rushing, 418 yards receiving. He had eight interceptions on defense and 12 total touchdowns. Um, just a, a Swiss Army uh, knife player. Um, it's only going to be his junior season next year, too. Uh, I th- I'm I'm really excited to see what he puts up. Um, coming across his name was was pretty cool. Yes, uh, I want to say he won it last year as a sophomore, but I think there's a really high chance that he could do it again, though. Um, oh, did he? All right, there you go. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, he did. Yeah, no, no worries there, because uh, I know you weren't like with us back then. But yeah, he did win it. Uh, he was at least a finalist, right? But, I mean, it's kind of hard to deny the production there. He is a special player. So, I mean, unless another player just really sticks out, it's kind of just yeah. a hard sell, right? Well, yeah, it's weird. Well, um, uh, like Chassa, that's, that's what I've been looking at. They had him as an honorable mention all state. I was like, huh, that's kind of odd. Yeah, well, you know Chassa. <laughs> yeah, man. I was, like, looking at those stats, like, Honorable mention, really? Okay. But yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, Cash is, uh, yeah, I'm keeping an eye on him. He's going to be good. Yeah, no, he he's definitely big time there. Um, I don't know. Maybe the other thing, the other reason why he wasn't, like, first team was because he was a part of a program in Wellington who was a first-year program, but that doesn't. Oh. Yeah. So uh, Wellington huh? should be pretty good. But, uh, okay, cool. let's get back to it, though. Let's get back yep. to it, so. Uh, let's move on to 3A. 3A, who do you have winning state as of right now? 3A, talked about them earlier. Um, going with Lutheran. And, yeah, this really just boils down to um, dog, dog, Doggard. I think it's Doggard. He hasn't Doggard, corrected yeah, us Doggard. Point, So, okay. there you go. Doggard and Sissio, both of them coming back. Uh, one of, if not the... Uh, best offensive duo in the state definitely one of uh these two are just they just seem to have some sort of amazing connection um i'm i'm worried about the run game again like with those two's production they're they're gonna be extremely competitive and tough to beat 
Um, especially having an entire another off season together, yeah, they're Lutheran. Lutheran's gonna be nasty for sure. That's uh, interesting. You did bring up the run game because I also kind of worry about it too. You know, yeah. in that offense, you kind of just assume that you know it's a spread offense, and they do run a spread, and they're really fast to like five seconds or less to the line type uh, beat there, and you kind of just assume that they'll figure it out. But, you know, who knows? It's definitely something worth mentioning, though, I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, there, there could there could totally be um, a running back they got that um, I'm not – I didn't see that could put up, you know, seven yards of carry or something like that. Who knows? You know, they, they could definitely have it. But as far as those two go, I think they're going to take Lutheran very far. Fair enough there. Uh, who's your dark horse? I know there's a lot of picks here, but who's your dark horse team? Dark horse? Um, uh, let's go. Let's go. Holy family. Ooh. Holy family here. Yeah. Um, Ryan Cooley's coming back. Had a great year last year. Uh, Angelo Odorizio, um, guard, big guard coming back. Um, and yeah, they got they got some guys coming back on defense too. It's just. Uh, you know, I, I think I think they're one of those teams that's going to be much better than they were last year, and who knows? Maybe they'll they'll take that leap. Um, you know, we were talking about three A being pretty wide open. Um, I think this could be their holy family season for sure. Yeah, no, I definitely see that. That's a good pick, honestly. They've always been like historically good. But I think to really like put the fear in your opponents, you need to probably go to state or semis, which I think yep. they're capable of. So. We'll just have to see about that moving forward. Now, uh, here at 3A, who's your early MVP pick? Early MVP pick? This one was pretty easy for me. Um, uh, I got uh, Xavier Ramirez, Roosevelt. Oh, okay. I like it. Yeah. yeah, so, I don't know. Like, he, so, last year, obviously, wasn't, wasn't going to get it over Tucker Peterson. But you know, you, you look you look at the stats, and you're just yeah, you, it blows you away. Twenty one hundred yards as a junior, led the entire state. Um, you know, he's coming off of a dominant state championship run. It's going to be his fourth year on varsity. Um, I could I, I could definitely see him taking the MVP home uh, for sure in three A. That's fair. He's a I mean, he's a tough player. Just looking at his film, he might be the best back running back in Colorado but oh yeah yeah we'll, we'll definitely have to see moving forward but I think that's a really good pick there uh, all right now moving on to foray here all right so here in foray let's go ahead and go with who you are going to pick to win state here state give me give me Erie high school okay I'm going with Erie Ooh, okay I like yeah, it. And then, yeah, so, I mean, it's not like a crazy pick, man, because, I mean, you look at Blake Barnett, like you said, it's going to be his fourth year starting on varsity, but that's exactly it. Uh, he, you know, he has that that one thing left is that state championship to really solidify himself. And I think there's going to be a huge chip on his shoulder. Um, he's got Jackson Cowgill um, on the line coming back. Uh, 11 sacks last year. This is going to be his third year on varsity. Um, just a high-powered offense. Um, after, like they put 30 points, they put up at least 30 every single game from October on. Um, 
and yeah, multiple guys on defense were actually underclassmen. So, you know, they, they they're not gonna they're they're definitely not gonna uh, skip a beat when it comes to next year. I definitely see them winning state. I like that. I like that. That'll be a interesting narrative for sure, but definitely a doable one there. All right, now who's your uh, favorite dark horse team here? Dark horse. Um, talked about him earlier, uh, Mesa Ridge. I I love love Mesa Ridge. Um, the offense is just really dynamic. They got two running backs in Isaiah Jones and Travon Salas that are both coming back. Um, with Bryce Rail coming back, I, I might have pronounced that wrong. Um, and uh, it's yeah, it's real. He's coming back, man. He's he's only going to be a junior. Salas is going to be a sophomore. Um, yeah, it's uh, yeah they they're gonna they're gonna be really good, and that's not even mentioning on defense. They got a bunch of guys coming back from last year, eight and four last year. I think that could easily be pushed up to like eight, nine nine ten wins this year. We'll see what happens, but um, yeah, I love them. And then yeah, Isaiah Jones. Just want to highlight again on defense: eleven tackles for loss and three interceptions. So he's doing it on both sides. Um, yeah, they they got some playmakers for sure. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, who is your early MVP pick, man? MVP? Uh, gonna go with Blake Barnett, man. I'm telling you. He, you know, um, yeah, if it wasn't for Cola Crew getting 46 to, uh, total TDs in a state championship last year, man, yeah, it could have really been Blake Barnett. He was still first team all state. Um, so I think as the, as the clear QB1 in 4A, I think the award is uh, his to lose. I really, I really think so. Honestly, I think that's fair. He hasn't won it yet, uh, but he had. Or actually, maybe he won it two years ago. Dang, I need now. I need to go check back. I know he was a finalist two years ago. Uh, he was a I mean, finalist yeah. last year as well. He didn't win it then though because of Cola Crew. So there you go. But uh, yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. Now, moving on to 5A here, our last classification. <laughs> Who do you have winning state? I'm, go I'm going Roston Valley, man. I'm going Roston oh, Valley. Oh, really? Yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. So, the thing I think brings them down, Roston Valley, um, is their three losses last year. Two to Valor, one to Creek. Those, those are the two big guys, though. You know, I mean, Valor Creek, you know what I mean? Those are the two guys. And they lost the to both first of them. close. And they were, yeah, very close. They had that Valor game in the playoffs where, I mean, um, you know, like literally, they could have gone either way. Double OT, it, 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 you know. I think I think Ross and Valley could have easily, easily been there with Creek and put up a great game. But just the fact that their first team all state Logan uh, QB Logan Madden's coming back, um, you know, uh, th that's another big thing. We saw him play at sevens. He's a good dude, great player. Uh, you know, uh, and yeah, the wins last year, two wins against Columbine. I mean, that's just that, that's massive. Uh, I love seeing that. Um, Brady Weldon, uh, seven yards of carry and limited action. He's going to be probably leading the way 
um, there. But yeah, I like I like Roston Valley for the state championship. Five A. Yeah. No, I I like that. That's a that's a good answer because I think they could definitely do it. Uh, but you know, it's hard to see a team other than Valor or Cherry Creek up in there. You know. I'm telling you, man. I think I think they're the ones. If if anyone's gonna do it, they're the ones. I like that. I like that. All right. Well, uh, let's go ahead and talk about some dark horse teams here, or a dark horse team here. Who's your uh, favorite? Oh, my favorite. Uh, you know, I, I like I like Fountain Fort Carson. I like Fountain okay. Fort Carson as a dark horse. Yeah, they. Uh, I think they they could. Yeah, I'd see them taking a, a pretty big step this year. Um, last year they had big wins uh, against Regis, Eagle Crest, and Doherty. They shut down Doherty, and Doherty's Doherty's no joke. Um, and then uh, balanced offensive attack. You know they're they're they don't lean too heavy on the run like most teams, um, despite having uh, Matthias Price, who um, you know he's coming back. He he led the team in yards and carries, so they'll have him next year. And then uh, on the other side, uh, I, t- I talked about these guys before. Uh, Trevor Coleman, Anthony Johnson, Griffin, both combined for eight sacks. They're coming back. Um, yeah, I, uh, I think I think Fort Carson's going to be pretty surprising to some people next year, for sure. No, I absolutely agree with that. Uh, we'll have a new quarterback, but I don't think they're going to lose much there. They have two really good uh, choices. So I think it's just a matter of where those guys are when all is said and done, though. So there you go. But uh, yeah. all right, now moving on to our last question here: Who is your 5A MVP pick? So for 5A MVP, I'm gonna go with Austin Madreski, junior QB. Um, yeah, you look at the stats: 35 total TDs. He was second in the state in pass yards as a sophomore. You know that's like in Colorado, man. You gotta you gotta keep an eye on those guys. Um, he's gonna be he's gonna be putting up the stats, no doubt. Um, Twelve picks. I mentioned it before. Where those are those are gonna come down. I know it. I know it. They're gonna come down. Um, so really, I think uh, when it comes to Madruski, he just they he they need. Um, it really comes down to um, how Mountain Vista does as a team. If they can get, if they can scrape across seven, eight, nine wins with him as the, with him at the helm, I think that'll bode very well for MVP votes for sure. Fair enough. Can't argue with that. He is the reigning MVP as well. Um, now, okay. Now I did say that was the last question, but I gotta ask you this. Okay, so with Austin here. Do you think he could throw for 50 touchdowns or more on this season? Is that possible, you think? Or do you think uh, it will happen this season? Man, uh, 50 TDs. I think, you know, I think, I bet, I bet. Yeah, I would say 50 total TDs, but he's not much of a, a, a dual threat. Um, yeah, he'll get you like three or four extra probably yeah. which isn't a, yeah. you know it's not a slight on him oh. Uh, oh. when you have that many weapons mm-hmm. but you know yeah he'd have to be putting up like 45 46 passing touchdowns. i don't see it this year not this year um but i i his senior year by the time he's had 
um, all that time starting, and he, you know, he's going to be easily the best QB if, if he's not if he's not already there. Um, yeah, I could I could definitely see that happening at some point his senior year, 50 touchdowns. Okay. Pretty crazy. No, but. it is. It hasn't been done too many times. Uh, Braden Dorman did it or away. I think I'm pretty sure he did it. I, he might have been really short, but I'm pretty sure he did it. Uh, no, sorry, he did. And then a Fairview quarterback from a couple of years ago had it as well. Uh, All right, well, you I know. Mean, Fairview, we know Fairview loves loves passing it, but you know Mount Vista does too, man. So if if he if he puts it all together this year, man, fifty touchdowns is not out of the question at all, at all. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. I like it. Well, Gino, thank you so much for you know coming up to the podcast and having uh, your own little episode. Hopefully, the fans get to know you here a little bit more, as uh, you know they will when you travel the state well you know colorado springs denver for the most part and get to meet a lot of those fans and players so thank you so much for coming on man and you know we're excited to have you for this next season yeah thank you thank you for having me on it's been it's been really cool to talk about these guys uh it's, I'm, I'm i'm just looking forward to getting to know more people more players um seeing them play in person it's it's going to be a great season i'm really looking forward to it yeah no absolutely so yeah looking forward to this season by the time this drops uh it should be week one so technically opening night i would say uh week zero already happened we should all be there at that week zero ralston valley mountain vista game so i mean i would say look out for us but we it already happened so there you go but uh you know, go ahead and make sure you show some love on social media at Playmakers Corner on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, slash X now, I guess, which is so stupid. But, you know, that's uh, the world we live in. And then TikTok as well. Uh, make sure you follow us for any updates because we will be going to these games and we'll be announcing each week which games we will have somebody at in person for. Um, and then, you know, make sure you check out our social media as well for other season previews and interviews that have dropped along with watch list stuff that should have been done by now but still check those out just in case you're going out to a game and you want to see you know who are some of the big time players who might be popping up and showing out there so there you go there but i have been your host simon villanos aka coach v and you know we'll see you later this season